Welcome to Weekly Sauce, episode 13, I believe. My name is Terry Tam, uh, here from Hot Sauce Sports. I'm with uh, Alex the Intern Corleone, uh, and this is Weekly episode, uh, Weekly Sauce, episode 13, uh, brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, where you can get the best rubs in town, and La Sauce Barbecue Sauce for a discount. Uh, go to their website, Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, and uh, use our discount code Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off on the audio bottles. Um, <clears throat> this is Weekly Sauce. If you're a first-time listener, we like to tackle one subject. Um, talk about that for about 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, joke around a bit and then move on from there to the next week to another subject. And this subject, um, well, first of all, intro. I'm with Alex, the intern Corleone. Alex, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm pumped up because uh, freaking fantasy season... Uh, it's coming up soon. Um, I'm I'm already practicing, nice. so I'm pretty pumped up. So uh, this week we're going to be talking about Alex, like Alex alluded to. We're going to be talking about uh, fantasy football. Uh, I just had the pleasure of interviewing our fantasy football counselor, uh, Joe Robert. Joe Robert. Joe Robert. Um, great guy. He gave me some excellent tips on my fantasy this year and my draft. So uh, he has a 16-round draft uh, kit that he has prepared on his website for $24.99. Honestly, I suggest it. This guy knows so much about fantasy. It's unbelievable. And it's just it's not necessarily that he knows so much. It's how quickly the information comes to his head. You know yeah, I, mean? I I've actually watched your interview with him. Yeah, he's uh he he, he pulled out stats right right off his right off his head. Like like when he's like when he talked about Amari Cooper, how many targets he got? Yeah, hundred nineteen targets. 100, whatever it was hundred sixteen, hundred nineteen, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? How they how do you get that <laughs> targets, bro? Who the fuck looks it's at targets? Job, I know. So I, was, so I was like, what the fuck? He knows that stat right away. Exactly. But yeah, um, he seems like a really passionate dude about fantasy. Yeah, and that's and what I like. He's a nice guy, too. I, if, nice if, guy. I had the, if I had the time, I would fucking <laughs> commit myself to fantasy 100%, but that, crazy, I don't have yeah. that. I don't, I don't have that kind of commitment. You have to have commitment. You have to have patience. And you also have to have, uh, you have to know how, what it is to analyze. To analyze, exactly. Um, honestly, it was it was amazing. I had a great time with the guy. So we'll talk about our fantasy teams. Uh, what we're doing this year on Hot Sauce is we're doing a live fantasy with about uh, with ten people. Uh, we're gonna do it live from the studio. Uh, up to, right now we have me, you, Mo Khan, uh, Brent Botkin, Eagle, uh, Will Power, John Eman, uh, Pease, Duke. Um, and we're trying to get a 10th guy. Uh, these are all contributors to Hot Sauce. These are bloggers and employees of Hot Sauce, and we wanted to do something fun for everybody. We'll broadcast it, uh, make it funny, and we're going to have a good time. Um, <clears throat> now, the first question I asked Joe was, uh, where is the most optimal place to, to draft from? I guessed in the middle, and he said around there. I guess in the middle because it's a shorter way on the way back if you're going serpentine. But he said number six is the best because uh, you're basically all your running backs are gone at that point. So you you have the pick of everybody else. 
Yeah, uh, so I've tried a few mock drafts at number six, and it's interest and it's interesting that I get always got a different player at that at that position. Yeah, uh, um, I either either uh, juggle between Dalvin Cook, Michael Thomas, uh, Henry. It depends. It, it juggles around, so it's a pretty sweet spot to be in number six. Uh, the one spot that I don't want to be is number one. Uh, number one is tough. Let me tell you why. Uh, let me tell you why. Because for the for the past seven seasons, the number one overall pick did not contribute as a number one overall pick that you expected. The year after. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I hate the number one overall pick. I remember that one year where I was so happy to have the number one overall pick. I drafted David Johnson. <laughs> was it, was, it was the year he came off his big year i guess yeah exactly okay. and then he fucking injured his hands or yeah. whatever it was uh and lost him and and the pick right under that was levion bell which exploded with the steelers yeah so it's, since that day i hate the number one overall pick. <laughs> see the, the number one overall pick is tricky because there's so much pressure and you have to wait another 11 23 picks before you get yeah. to your pick again you know what i mean well you get double pick you get double pick exactly also at 22 picks then you get to 20 22nd and the 23rd but so you're you're watching all these guys that were potentially on your on your your radar you're watching them drop so it kind of throws you off a little bit um my favorite spot to pick is around four four or five uh because within four or five you're getting a top five fantasy player for sure um, and in there, uh, usually you would have one or two running backs taken, uh, maybe a receiver and a quarterback. The reason why I like four or five is because um, the further you get away from the top player, the closer you get to people that are a lot similar and together might contribute more than that top player. You know what I mean? So that's why I, yeah. like, I like being in the mid-range, like four, five, maybe seven, eight. I like it too. Uh, I love being anywhere between five, actually be anywhere between four and seven. I, I, I like that sweet spot. Yeah, exactly. So if you had the first overall pick this year, who would you pick? General consensus CMC. Okay. Uh, but you can't go wrong with Saquon Barkley either. <clears throat> You can't go wrong with either. Christian McCaffrey just signed his contract, so you expect a drop in production. So where Saquon Barkley has a lot to prove, a lot to prove, and he's probably going to get a lot of garbage time. And with a sophomore quarterback like like Daniel Jones, I think Daniel Jones will rely on him a lot. So he's either going to be getting the swing passes or he's going to be getting the ball a lot by run. Uh, so I like Saquon Barkley. I like him also because in my keeper league, I have him. So I'm keeping him. In my keeper league, I have Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Tom Brady. Um, who else on my team? I can't even think now. Uh, Goodwin. So uh, Mark Andrews. I was going to keep Tom Brady, Mark Andrews, and Saquon Barkley this year because you're only allowed picking one person per team, per position, and uh, three players. So I was going to pick – I was going to keep Saquon instead of – Derrick Henry. Um, I was going to keep Saquon, <clears throat> Tom Brady, and Mark Andrews. 
I just got offered a trade. Uh, I got offered two trades, actually. Cooper for Derrick Henry. Since I'm going to drop Derrick Henry, Cooper, I could keep him as instead of Mark Andrews. <coughs> Sorry, I have something stuck in my throat. And then I got another offer for Juju Smith-Schuster for Derrick Henry. So I, I would say go with Juju. Mm-hmm. Reason why Cowboys have a have a strong receiving corpse. Uh, Cooper. Now they added Lamb on, on top of Gallup. Yeah. So so the, there's only one ball, right? So many ta- so many targets. Exactly, and plus, uh, obviously, Z- Dak's gonna throw to uh, Zeke as well. Oh yeah, Zeke and, t- t- takes takes a lot of the snaps. Yeah, it takes a and, lot uh, of the snaps. and I'm pretty sure Jarwin's gonna get a lot of. Uh, targets as well this year um yeah in mike mccarthy's system tight ends are important exactly yeah so uh, and that's why i want you to go with juju because Steelers don't have a uh a, a uh, number two number three receiver defined well they it's drafted a, chase claypool right the canadian kid he, he'll most likely be number three yeah exactly so he'll be in the, no, number be three playing. number four but the one who's going to be getting more targets would be Juju. Oh, for sure, a hundred percent. Juju is a number one talent. He's not. He's not a guy to to pass up on. But the reason why I kind of like Amari Cooper, and yes, I I took all those factors into consideration. The reason why I like Amari Cooper over Juju is that in a Mike McCarthy offense, there's a lot of ISO, so you always see one on one matchups. Cooper has the speed. And he's a very good route runner, which is awful, which is amazing for him in one-on-one matchups. So that's why I like him. But uh, you can also see that C.D. Lamb might take a lot of uh, time away from Mario Cooper. So that's where I'm juggling. I might lean towards Cooper because I'm a Cowboys fan too. But I'll also see – that's not the deadline yet. So I'll also see what else uh, I get offered. Absolutely. So, So let me ask you this question, Terry. What's your biggest fantasy nightmare? What was your what's happened your biggest, to me? Yeah, what was your biggest nightmare? What was the worst experience you ever had in fantasy? I lost one game by point zero one. Point zero one. Point zero one. <laughs> it was because of <clears throat> I don't remember who his quarterback was. But I was going into the the last game down like seventy points, and he had his his quarterback. I had my quarterback, a uh, running back, and uh, a kicker, I think, and it was the Cowboys. So I had Dak, Zeke, and the kicker, which at that time was um, oh I forgot his name. He just got cut from the Cowboys. Yeah. Dan Bailey. Dan Bailey. Dan Bailey. I had that. I had those three, and the other guy had. <clears throat> I want to say Russell Wilson. I don't remember exactly. And Cowboys lit it up that game. I think it was a Sunday nighter. Cowboys lit it up, and I came back within point zero one. <clears throat> Sorry, I came back and I took the lead, with like four or five points, something like that. Nothing crazy. Uh, I think the Cowboys won the game 
but the the we're winning. Last drive, the Seahawks had the ball, and I thought it was over. I thought they'd run the ball, whatever, end the game. This fucking guy takes a shot, okay? It becomes like a 25-yard pass, okay? Then he gets another, like, 30-yard pass. So numbers add up, whatever. I win. It goes through. The next morning, they re- they recalculate. I lost by point zero one. And I know I'm messing up the names, but I feel like that's what I had in that team that year. That's fucking awful. Man. Oh, it was my, the, worst, the worst. I I I remember my first ever fantasy draft. I was a fucking rookie, and I did. I probably did the worst mistake ever. I drafted a quarterback in the first round, and a standard scoring, so it's not double QB. So I picked Tom Brady. Because I was so excited. I I went by fantasy points, not by rank. Oh, okay. okay. And I and, and that's how I ended up fucking <laughs> getting Tom. I think everybody's made that mistake. I picked up Tom Brady. Uh, that was pretty much shit. I don't... I think I had the worst... Just the worst fantasy draft ever. And then as, as the years went on I got more careful about who I draft I got I took many factors into into consideration and that's how I improved my draft so now I'm I'm more prepared I have actually my own uh, tier list that I'm making every draft uh, so I'm pre- I'm really preparing myself well and I um I'm just going to be pumped up when we're going to be drafting with a nice beer in my hands <laughs> and re- ready to roll. Are you um, Are you going to give me that your list, your tier list? <laughs> you want me to announce it to everyone? <laughs> so everybody knows your secrets? Uh, I'll give you a, I'll give you a sneak peek. I had a guy in, <clears throat> I have a guy in one of my fantasy leagues. He uh, he actually started like his own blog, and he would put all his fantasy advice up there. And he's very good with fantasy. He knows what he's talking about, and he put it on his site. So I I, I would go on his site and I would read uh, his pre-draft thing. So I kind of knew what he was doing. It didn't really benefit me, but it was just funny for me to read that stuff. <laughs> all right, let me get just quick sneak peek of my. Okay, I'll I'll give you. My... Give me your QBs, just your QBs. Okay, well, tier so, one, uh, tier one is Mahomes and and Lamar. That's it. That's tier one. Okay. Tier two, tier two, Prescott, Wilson, Murray, Watson, Josh Allen. Okay. Tier three, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Rogers, Cam Newton. Okay. Tier four, Big Ben, Ryan yeah. Tannehill. I think um, you have, I think you have Big Ben a little too low this year. No, trust me that he he might he, he might go that low, but yeah. who knows? I think Kyler uh, yeah. Murray too. You have him in the right spot. You have him at that tier two, which I like because I he's, feel like this year he's gonna have a nice year. He's gonna he's, he's gonna have a very yeah, good year I this like year. That. Who honestly, whoever drafts him is gonna be lucky, but who, yeah, whatever. 
also on the tier four list, I have Ryan Tannehill, uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones, Joe, Joe Burrow. Nice. Tier five, Goff, Taylor, Carr, <laughs> Minchu, Bridgewater, Minshew, Kirk Cousins. Where is he playing this year? I know he left Jacksonville. Uh, oh, no, he, he didn't uh, leave. He just uh, no, no. He opted out. It's Nick Foles who left and went to the Bears. No, no, Minshew opted out of his season. Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then I have Bridgewater, uh, Cousins, uh, Garoppolo, Rivers. Mm-hmm. Rivers that my, low, huh? That low. Rivers he's, and T.Y. Hilton, though. That's a nice combo. It is, but he's getting up there with age. And yeah, but he's never really not th- – he's like he's always throwing 30 touchdowns, you know, like. We'll see with the we'll Colts. See. It's also the Colts, and he's uh, also playing in a and, much easier division. And tier six, I have uh, Darnold, Fitzpatrick, Drew Luck, uh, Haskins, and Trubisky. So did you only put starters in there? Uh, Pretty much starters only. Okay. I obviously not going to put the, all the fucking backups in there. but <laughs> that's, No, but uh, if there's a guy that you know is fighting for a, for a quarterback job, you know, you might throw yeah. him in there. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I like that. Um, uh, the only thing with me, I, uh, for tier one, I'd throw Russell Wilson in there. Um, tier two, I think Kyler Murray's perfectly slotted there. Um, I would put well, Big Ben in that tier three level, not tier four. Um, I think Big Ben's gonna have a good year this year. Not as not he won't have crazy numbers, but I think he'll have like two twenty five touchdowns, not throw too many interceptions. You know, I think he'll have a decent amount of yards with Juju. So. Uh, that's what I'm looking at. I think they're going to run the ball a lot too, so it's going to open it up for him. That's why I'm high on Ben Roethlisberger this year. Maybe as a backup, you know. <clears throat> yeah, makes sense. Um, who do you think will be a sleeper this year? Mm, that's a good question. Sleeper. I I have I have, I have two candidates. I, I define good. sleeper as a guy who is obviously isn't expected to do much and just and does well. Doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be the best fantasy. So, um, but it has to. It can't be a guy that's ranked in the top twenty-five. Let's say. Um, normally, yeah, these guys sleepers are rookies that we might not have heard of. You know, things like that. I think sleeper this year. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say TJ Hawkinson. I think TJ Hawkinson is going to have like top 10 receiver numbers this year. I agree. Uh, I think last year he, he was go he started on on great run. Yeah. I've actually drafted him with, with my very last pick last year. Uh he started off great until uh Matthew Stafford went down yeah, and then and, and then he went down. So I feel like Hawkins is a sleeper uh, pick. Yeah. Uh, my sleeper pick uh, will be McCole Hardman from the Kansas City Chiefs. See, now, McCole Hardman, I agree with that because McCole Hardman had a lot of um, – he didn't get an opportunity. He got injured, right, at first of the year? I uh, believe so. And then when he came in, he had dropped a few balls. He's crazy speed. But McCole Hardman was a high recruit coming out. He was a first-round pick. And – uh, I feel like the Chiefs are going to need him this year. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah Tyreek Hill is going to have heavy loads. I've seen, well, because Tyreek always gets almost double coverage 
at times. He he uh, the the cornerback only get always gets help from the safety yeah. from top uh, with with Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. So I feel like uh, Michael Hardman is gonna get some nice looks from uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and the ball is gonna be spread over there. Uh, you have Kelsey Hill Hardman. Um, they're gonna have another firing offense, so the balls are gonna have to go somewhere. I can picture Patrick Mahomes going fifty touchdowns this year. You know what I mean? So McCole Hartman's <laughs> gonna have to get at least eight of those, and that's a good year for a guy like McCole Hartman, which would most likely be a wide receiver three on your team or uh, come in as a flex. Uh, he's not necessarily gonna be ranked as a number one or number two, um, but he could be a good wide receiver three. Uh, you know, maybe get you that like 10, 12 points a week kind of thing, three catches, eighty yards. Stuff like that, you know, um, yeah, maybe a touchdown, you know, like things like that. I think uh, that's that's the kind of production that I see Michael and, Hartman and, having. And and I, and I feel like if Tyreek Hill goes down, Michael Hartman's going to have a lot of value. Oh, for sure. Um, are you so a PPR guy or a non PPR guy? PPR. And do you go full point or? Yeah, full points. Yeah, same here. In both my leagues, we go full point uh, PPR. I like it better that way. Uh, I think it gives the receivers more of a value where if you take off the point, the receiver's value isn't as important. Yeah, um, running backs get more value. Than running case, backs yeah. get more value. So this kind of evens the playing field. Um, what I like about PPR too is that it kind of gives you that extra, just that extra point that you might need to win. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, yeah. you know what I mean. Like it, it helps a lot if you look at all your catches at the end of the week. I never look at the total catches, but if you look, you have like thirty catches in your team, right? So like a thirty-five catches is thirty-five points right there. Imagine that's a full player. You know, that's the way I see Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah, I like it. So who? So I, I'm in a PPR also. Um, how many how many points do you give touchdowns? Uh, passing touchdowns. Four. Okay, I give six in my in my commissioner league where I'm the commissioner. I don't oh, like that four. Means, that means that means quarterbacks are drafted high. They are. They are. They're mostly kept. It's in my keeper league where we always we keep three players a year. So most quarterbacks are kept. If you have a decent quarterback, it's kept because of the six points. Um, I like it better because again, the same thing for the PPR. That extra two points might help you. It's going to be four, six points for the week. You know what I mean? Depending on the game. So I like that. I like that factor. I hate leagues that go two quarterbacks, two starting quarterbacks. Yeah, that's, that's so stupid. Uh, that's yeah, that's a fun league. It's yeah, it, 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 it's like the league you were talking about with uh, with with Joseph the, yesterday uh, about um, IDPs. The, yeah, with, with defensive players. That's, yeah, that's those are league. fun leagues. Those are fun leagues. I would never put money on that league because it's so. I do, but it's not a fun league. This one, you know, this not this my, the guy, the commissioner of my league. He's like, uh, he graduated at University of Columbia in financial engineering. So he's an actuary, like at its. He's a master of actuary. So he's built like a whole point system in that league. So it works into it. Yeah. I would never, because defensive players are just one week they can produce, the next week they can Yeah, can't. exactly, but that's what make, so, kind of makes it interesting. Uh, we used to have too many. We had like six players at one point. Now we dropped it down to four. So it shortens the draft. Uh, also in that league, we don't have a full flex. What we do is we have a wide receiver tight end option and then another position for a wide receiver running back. So we're 14 teams, and the drafts last like four hours almost. 
Holy fuck. Yeah, because we have so many players to draft. So instead of a full flex, we have wide receiver tight end or wide receiver running back. I like that because, you know, if you have two good tight ends, like last year I had Kittle and Mark Andrews. I started them both every week. Actually, at first I was benching Mark Andrews because I was like, okay, it was a lucky week. And then, again, the week after. Then I put him in and he sucked. So I kept him in and then he ended up doing decent for me. But then at the end of the year, he started slowing down a bit again. Uh, but I like Mark Andrews. Yeah. I wanted to keep him this year in my other league. I had him, I had him in both my leagues. Absolutely. Uh, Mark Andrews, my guy, the Ravens. Uh, I feel like he's going to get another great year this year. He's yeah. uh, Lamar's He's Lamar's number one target. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, I can see Marquise Brown being uh, the next guy who – he actually put up some – Weight this uh this summer, so um, he put on uh, I believe thirty pounds of muscle. Who Marquise Brown or Andrews? Yeah, no Marquise Brown. Oh, really? Good for him. So, and so, the rumors of Des Bryant too. That might be a nice pickup. Not actually. That's uh that's uh that's off the charts. It's off. Okay. Uh, yeah, because he came to the tryouts mm-hmm. uh, and left without a contract. Okay. The only auto the, the there's, there's 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 only two rumors going on right now it's brown and uh clowny because we released uh earl yeah. thomas yeah earl thomas uh let's not, let's talk about his video a little bit that was that was awful awful by earl thomas you, i didn't you do see not it when he punched the guy no 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 you can't see him punching the guy oh, you what you him. can't see is the the ravens play on social media okay you can see the whole play on social media. So, but you said you don't see the punch. You don't see the – no, no. What I meant was the – because they were actually practicing. And okay. he actually put on the, the drill on oh, social okay, media. Okay. Yeah, he put on the drill, uh, and he blown his coverage. So you see Chuck Clark taking his helmet off and just throwing it to the ground, being all mad and stuff. Apparently, apparently that's what started the fights. Oh, uh, okay, so Earl Thomas didn't like that, so he swung at him. Exactly. So okay. Earl Thomas of, I I gave him a second chance after his uh, whole Legion of Bank, like uh, yeah. he said. Uh, I gave him another chance. I'm like, okay, you banged Legion your, of Boom, Le- Legion of Bank, because he banged a chick. Remember? Oh, okay. I, I was thought you were <laughs> talking about Legion of Boom, <laughs> not Legion of Bank, like because okay, peace, because okay. peace called it Legion of Bang, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, him, because <laughs> him and his brother Rain, uh, yeah, yeah, Rain trained on story. a chick. Yeah, I remember so whatever. So, so I gave him a chance after that fucking, after that. But well, I mean, it's not like he did anything wrong. You know? No, it's not wrong. But you're still in the media. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so he's probably going to show up to the Cowboys now, and he fits in perfectly because, you know, Cowboys. <laughs> we'll see where he ends up and if he becomes a locker room cancer again. So I don't think he will be a locker room cancer, though. I don't think he is one. I think that he's a good leader. I just think that he's kind of at the end of his years, and he's won everything he wants to win, and he's like, I'm just going to take my paychecks and run with it, you know, and do the bare minimum. I think that's what he's gotten to. But I hope if he comes to the Cowboys that he changes that mentality a bit. Um, I love him, man. I think he's a great player. I've always been a fan. So, I mean, I would love to see him wear the the silver and blue. I'm I'm not surprised because the Cowboys love those kind of players. Yeah, we've always gone out to sign them. Like The the dramatic queens. 
We had Greg Hardy. We got Everson Griffin. You know what I mean? Like we go after those guys. That's, that's what the yeah, Cowboys do. You got Zeke. Well, Zeke they drafted. <laughs> you know, I know, but you, but you still, but you still gave him the money he wanted. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and Dak. Dak, man, Dak's the best. I love Dak. I think Dak will do great this year. I really do. I really think he's he knows that it's a contract year. I think that he's good enough to to really dominate. Uh, I think he's good enough to take over the league. I think he can go 35 touchdowns this year, no problem. Um, especially with those three receivers that he has and Zeke, that O line too. I mean, they lost Travis Frederick this year, but they drafted Tyler Biakaz, um a center. So Travis Frederick decided to retire because he was ill. Um, so I'm excited, man. I think the Cowboys' offense is going to be prolific. It's going to be number one this year. Uh, so I'm excited to see that. I, if C.D. Lamb falls to me in my draft, I'm going to have to take him. I can't pass up on him, no matter what my situation is. I think PPR, I'm gonna, he's going to be a monster. I'm going to be looking for him, too, in the later rounds. Yeah. So, so you better I, watch out, Terry. <laughs> I think C.D. Lamb will be a monster this year. Monster. 100%. All right, man. That's a fantasy football edition. Uh, it's a fantasy football week. I interviewed the fantasy football counselor. You can follow him anywhere on the fantasy football counselor on Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, he's great. He's actually offering his 16 round draft kit for twenty four ninety nine. You can find that on fantasyfootballcounselor.com. Uh, I'm going to get it because I need help with my fantasy. Uh, also, this episode is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Uh, go to Mike's BBQ Rub MTL.com and use discount code uh, Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off uh, at checkout. Um, my name is Terry Tam. Uh, Alex, thanks for doing the show, man. That was our fantasy football of the week, Weekly Sauce episode 13. Uh, this will most likely be released on August 29th. Friday, uh, Saturday, August 29th. Um, so enjoy it. And don't forget, next week uh, we're going to have a podcast about NBA and uh, in the first round of the playoffs. Hopefully they're they're finished by then, yeah. and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have our first impressions about the results and uh, if there's any surprises. So stay tuned for that. Uh, again, I'm Terry Tam. That was Alex Corleone. Uh, Alex the Intern Corleone. That was Weekly Sauce Episode 13. Peace. See you guys. Thank you.